Good morning to you. I thought this morning what we might do together is put a little punctuation on what we discussed last Sunday morning. And those of you who were here last Sunday, you remember that we talked a little bit about music and about musical notes. And we had some composition, musical composition, creatively done. The music that was composed was excellent. It wasn't played very well. So it didn't sound all that great when it came back, but I'm sure it wasn't the fault of the composer. Then we sang it, of course, last word. We sang it, we had it played correctly, and we saw the difference between something that was put together musically with just notes placed on the, Ruth called that the staff, right? So we had notes placed on the staff, just kind of arbitrarily placed there. She played it, and the sounds came out, but it didn't sound like the song until it was played correctly. We talked about the importance of, as in musical notes, being correctly related one to the other. Events in our lives must be properly related in order for our lives to have a meaningful, harmonious quality and content to them. So music, the exercise we did last week is, I would suggest, a perfect analogy, illustration of life. You can apply it in so many ways. I wonder if you had any opportunity to apply that or think of that in terms of the events of your life last week, because I would invite you to do that. I have a little, well, before I do that, maybe we could wonder together, why do we sing? Why do we sing? Why is it that we sing? As human beings, we sing. We whistle, we hum, we sing tunes in the shower. Anybody sing in the shower? We, even those of us who are not especially gifted at singing publicly, just to edify or entertain others, we still love music and we need to express it. So we sing, we hum, we whistle, the birds sing. We love to listen to the birds sing. God has placed music in our souls and he's placed it within his creation. And he's placed it there, I believe, as an illustration to us, to illustrate the details of the events of our lives. I remember my mother singing when I would come home from school, the sound of her voice as she would be singing. And the feeling that I had as I would walk towards the house as I heard her singing. And she always, uh, when I heard her singing, she sang spiritual songs or hymns. And, uh, but she sang them from her heart. It was worship for her to sing them. And it had a tremendous effect on me to hear them, to listen to them. And I feel for those children who never have the opportunity to hear their mother, father, sing these great spiritual hymns and songs because the effect that it has on them is tremendous. My dad was not a public singer, but he loved to sing and he loved song. Even the deaf enjoy music. Did you know that? Because they feel it. So uh, music is built into us. So I have this little video that uh, is so quick that if you blink, you might miss it. So I'm going to ask Sherry to play it for us, and then maybe the second time through I'll get her to pause it. Uh, Sherry, there's a little, you know, pause, just in case. Uh, 
as it plays through. Yeah. So maybe the second time through, I'll get you to play it twice, and on the second time, I'll get you to pause it partly through. Okay? Here it is. This is what we talked about last week. Just in case you were wondering, I didn't write that music. I didn't write that. Uh, okay, let's. Uh, I told you it was quick. Let's do it again. Oh, you just have to push the uh, the arrow by the little. Maybe we can pause. It. There we go. All right. So there you see. There you see the um, staff the lines musical notes. What was that little deal at the, at the beginning called, Marnie? Do you remember? Treble clap. I knew I was just testing the <laughs> What did I call it last week? It doesn't matter. It's a treble clef. So here we have, and we talked about these musical notes, and these musical notes sound, that's the music that you hear. But you see the way they are placed in the right location and in the correct relationship one to the other. And if they are not placed properly related, then it doesn't sound like music anymore. It sounds like noise. We had a demonstration of that last week. Let's finish it now, and then we'll come on to the next step. Okay. Now, I have a... <laughs> I have a passage of scripture I want to put up, uh, Sherry. It's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 15 through 19. And it says, See then that you walk circumspectly. Do you know what that means, circumspectly? See that you walk circumspectly. Uh, if you had something in your hand, such as maybe this uh, remote control, and you were seeing this for the first time, um, and you wanted to examine this, it could be anything that you might have in your hand that you want to examine, then you look at it like this, right? You look at it like this, correct? You look at it like that, you look at it like that, you look at over, all over. You kind of circumnavigate this with your eye to inspect it. Circumspect means to walk around something looking at it from all angles, or if you're standing stationary, examining a room, you look around at the room, at the ceiling, at the floor, and all around. Circumspect. Now, that's the word that comes to us in our English Bibles. See that you walk circumspectly. And the idea is to walk carefully, very carefully, examining things as you walk or as you live. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess. And the idea here in Scripture is, and this, if you think of it in terms of the, your life is like musical notes on staff, properly related there, so as the music that comes forth from your life. I'm kind of continuing on with a few thoughts from last week. Just amplify them. So that your life and the expression of our lives is uh, something that is like a symphony. It's pleasing. It's right. One uh, 
event is related properly with the other. And in order to do that, we must be influenced in a proper way, be influenced to do that. And the analogy here is that we can be influenced by something that intoxicates us, such as wine or strong drink. Or we can be influenced in our lives by the Spirit of God. We're designed by God to be influenced by His Spirit. And then our lives bring forth a kind of melody. So it says, be not drunk or influenced or under the influence of wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with or influenced by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God. And then the life begins to, events in the life become properly related. And the example, I know where to go today. And when I get there, I know what to say. I know how to say it. I know the people that should be in right, in certain relationships in my life. I know where they should be placed. If you're an employer, you know, see, there's all kinds of applications. You know where the people should be who are in your employ, where they should uh, be uh, properly located. You know all that because you're influenced by the Spirit of God. The next verse. Now it says this, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Here's the emphasis of psalms, of music and song. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is the key to the spiritual life. And I would hasten to say that even though we may not be gifted in public singing, um, a spiritual person must sing, finds themselves singing. There's a melody in their heart, and they express that. And I have a sense the way God assesses the way we sing is very different from the way we assess the way we sing. Jesus said the widow who gave a little mite, a small amount of money, gave more than everyone else. The one who sings to the Lord from his heart, from her heart, in the eyes of the Lord is the one who is making melody that he enjoys. If you examine your King James Bible, you'll find uh, the word sing 119 times. And if you look then for song, you'll find it in the King James Bible 78 times. David was the sweet singer of Israel. I want to uh, open with uh, for you in 1 Samuel chapter 16, beginning at verse 11. It says, And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? And he said, There remains yet the youngest, and behold, he keeps the sheep. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down until he comes here. And he sent and brought him in. Now he that is David, he was ruddy and with a, and uh, with all of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look to. It means he was handsome. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is he who will be the next king of Israel. Right? Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. And so Samuel rose up, and now the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. 
But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. An evil spirit, in a sense, is permitted. The Lord permitted an evil spirit because of Saul's wrongdoing to invade and permeate his life so as to bring him trouble. He became agitated and mentally unstable. This is Saul, former king of Israel. The spirit of the Lord came upon David, departed from Saul. Let's go to the next one. Saul's servants said unto him, Behold now an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is a cunning player on a harp. I want to look for someone who is very skillful on a harp, and it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee. And again, the sense of the text is there is an evil spirit permitted by God to afflict Saul because of his disobedience. When the evil spirit from God is upon thee, that he shall play with his hand, and thou shalt be well. What is the uh, influence of music, anointed music, on people's lives, even way back in a thousand years B.C. here? The next. Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of the servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, that is, cunning in playing, and a mighty, valiant man, and a man of war, prudent in matters, and a comely person, and the Lord is with him. Wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said, Send me David thy son, which is with the sheep. Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine, kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul. And David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly. He became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass when the evil spirit permitted by God was upon Saul that, and here's the part, that David took a harp. David, who would become king of Israel, he is anointed of the Spirit of God. Just the power of anointed music is tremendous. When the evil spirit came upon Saul so as to, to afflict him, when the evil spirit would come upon him, he would become very depressed. And his judgment would become sporadic and unreliable. And he would attempt things that otherwise he would not do. When this would happen to him, David would take a harp and play with his hand. So Saul was refreshed and was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. The power of anointed music, the importance of music in your life. And I'm saying in the last couple of weeks and today that God has placed that as an example before us so that we could see it and realize the importance of that our lives are like that in the way we live. As uh, music can be anointed of God, not too many things are anointed of the Lord like that. So as to touch people's lives, so as to bring about deliverance from evil, 
Music is one thing that can do that. Music can also convey evil, depending upon the spirit that inhabits the music that is being played. And you will play the kind of music that you enjoy. You will play the kind of music that touches your life. But what is being touched in your life by the music that you are playing, that you enjoy, that you love? You don't listen to music that you don't like. No one does. When it comes to spiritual music, it is intended to speak to the spirit of the individual and touch the life so as to bring the anointing of God into the life by the music that is being played and listened to. Now, uh, Acts chapter 16. Uh, I think we missed this one. I want to go back to that. Sherry, here's an example of Paul and Silas who are in prison. And it says, and notice the role of music that music plays and the anointed music. And remember, anointed, melodious, harmonious music, the way the chords or the way the notes are arranged is the same as the way events are to be ordered in your life. God, human beings compose music and place the notes on the staff in the right place, in the right order. And God composes your life. And he has a plan for it. And he places events in the right and correct order and relationships in the correct order in your life. So as to bring about the kind of symphony and music, if you like, from the expression of your life that thrills him, that he loves to listen to and see. It's a wonderful thing. So Paul and Silas are in prison. This is not a good place to be. Not an enjoyable place. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. What else did they do? And they sang praises unto God. Sang praises. Did they sing the Psalms? Could be. Did they sing uh, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit so as to sing praises to God, so as to extemporaneously, uh, it's like pray, uh, it's like praying, but singing the prayer, like a prophetic singing, I don't know. But that's what they did at midnight. They sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. They were touched by what they heard. The next verse says, And suddenly, the power, you see here, Spirit of God inhabits music. Why does the Spirit of God inhabit music? Why do we need to sing? Why do we want to sing? Because God has placed it in us to sing and to enjoy music. Why? Because His Spirit inhabits music. As He, His Spirit inhabits our lives. It says, Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's bands were loose. Now this means that everything that bound the inhabitants in the prison, all the things that restricted them and kept them as prisoners, kept them bound, right? were taken away, removed. Now, if you wanted to place a spiritual connotation on that, if you wanted and felt like, I wonder if there is a, if, if this has a spiritual parallel to it, the spiritual parallel would be then that when the anointed music is being played, when it is being sung, when the Spirit of God is inhabiting it, when they're singing praises unto God, which you are created to do, and so am I, then every fetter and everything that binds us and restricts us 
and keeps us in a quagmire and a dark place, in a place that even we don't want to inhabit ourselves, but we find us go ourselves going there repeatedly over and over and over again. Those things that, re that bind us and keep us from being free, free, free in the spirit and in our lives are taken away. And we are free then to go or to stay or to be where we need to be, no longer bound in prison. See, there's a spiritual parallel to this. Can you see that? This is a literal event. But there's also a spiritual parallel. And the role of anointed music is in both levels. Both levels. It's a marvelous thing. What kind of music do I enjoy? What music do I feed upon? as I listen to the music make no mistake about it as I listen to the music the music touches me spiritually it doesn't just for my ears it touches my spirit the music that I hear the music that I love see the key is what music do I love I'll guarantee well let me say this let me think about this can I guarantee this uh, let me say it this way let me, I'll say this with certainty when the Spirit of God touches your life and you are coming to right relationship with Jesus, one thing you do is you love His Word. You love the Scriptures. You love His people. You love the fellowship with His people. The other thing that you do is that you love the songs, spiritual songs. The songs I used to detest. And I, I don't I take no pleasure in this. One of the song hymns that they used to sing when I was young, that I actually detested as a young person. I don't like to say this, but it's true, so I'll say it. it was the old rugged cross. And they would start to sing on a hill far away. I would go, oh. You see, uh, I did not enjoy that music. And there was something in that particular hymn. To say detest is a strong word, but that's the way I was at a certain point in my life. I detested it. And then after several years, events and things had passed, and, and, and the Spirit of God came and began to draw me back to Him. And when I came back in, in, into that place and yielded myself to Him, wasn't perfect or anything right away, I'm not saying that, but when I yielded myself back to him, I found one of the great miracles of my life was that when they began to sing the old rugged cross, oh my, did it speak to me here? I loved it. I loved it. Now I can't really, couldn't really say then, help what I liked. I can't demand that I like something when I don't like it. But all I'm saying this morning is that one of the great uh, proofs that your heart is right, that you're in a good place, that you're in a place with God, that He wants you to be and He's fellowshipping with you. No matter what age you are or anything like that, when you're in that place where you can enjoy and appreciate the music that His anointing is on, you're in a good place. You're in a good place. And when you're in a place where you enjoy the music that his anointing is not upon, you are not in a good place. That's pretty simple. But that's true. That's true. 
So what would I like to do? I would like to play for you. Have some people. Sometimes we have special music, and I'm not going to play it. I'd like to, but I can't. So I have to invite some special people to come in. And boy, we live in a day and age where we can invite a lot of people to come in and play and sing for us. And we have a choir from Northern Ireland. I love the song. I love the choir. And I have someone else I, I have just out in the wings here, too, I want to bring in to close with this one. And But listen to this uh, bringing in the sheaves, choir from Northern Ireland. Enjoy the music. Enjoy the words. Worship God as you listen to it. Okay? Special is real special, isn't it? It's real special. Even you know, if uh, there's a singing in a large, some of these large cathedrals that were built 100, 200, 300, 400 years ago, they were built for the audio qualities. People could stand and preach and sing, and the sound would go through. There were natural amplifiers. And so the sound of these great hymns echoing through those great cathedrals. 
stirred the souls of people for hundreds and hundreds of years. When you're standing there, you're standing beside someone, uh, let's say I'm standing beside a brother and he has got one of those majestic booming voices. And if you happen to touch even your shoulder, touch as you're standing there singing and the sound of his voice reverberates through you and guess what happens to you? Is you become a much better <laughs> singer, at least in your own mind, <laughs> than you were before. It's just, it's just the power of the music in the notes. And I'm saying this as often in, in as many different ways as I can. Our lives are like that. The way we influence each other, for good or for ill, is like that. I have uh, a thought that says that we were born to serve the Lord. We were born to sing songs of praise to Him. Actually born to do that. No wonder we want to sing. And we're whether we're going to sing songs that glorify Him or not, we're going to sing. But we're created to sing the songs that glorify Him, bring glory and honor to Him. And uh, I have one more that Sherry will play for us as we close. And it says, I was born to serve the Lord. So we'll play this. And then uh, and we'll close uh, with prayer together. Anybody know who this is? Street East. My parents lived there. 
I walked in, and uh, there was an entrance door, a bit of a veranda, enclosed veranda, and then there was another door down at the end. And you walked in that, and then you walked into the kind of the dining room area, the living room on the right and the kitchen on the left. Oh, I see it all. And uh, this song was being played on the, you know, it was one of those LPs, and the song was being played, Jack Holcomb. And my mother was there, and she didn't was by herself. And uh, she was listening to Jack Holcomb singing this song, among others. And the tears were just coursing down. Her face. Why? Why? What is that? What does that? Oh, that every child. Every son, every daughter, every little one had a mother, a father, grandma, someone close to them that has their blood flowing through their veins, you know. Would set that example like that. Um, I treasure that. You, you know I treasure that. And uh, it's the communion and the fellowship with the Spirit of the Lord. These things are real. You cannot imagine they are real. And uh, she was there and the tears were just, you know, just pressing down. My mother was a very expressive person. She felt these things deeply. When she spoke, she spoke with the unction and conviction of a person who felt what they were saying extremely deeply. Which is the key to preaching. That's all it is. It's no different than that. So she was a great preacher. She was a, you see, I mean, she was a great preacher, speaker in that sense, because she could feel these things so deeply and so profoundly. It all comes from this fellowship. That's the reason when I was a little boy, walking home from school, I could hear the sounds of the singing before she ever heard of Jack Holcomb. Once she heard of Jack Holcomb, the soulful singer, Oh my. Well, let's let's uh, listen. And Wayne, I hope you don't mind me asking you repeatedly from time to time. But I'd like to ask you to close with us for us if you would. But let's listen to the rest and then we'll close.
that when we are no longer here, that our life remains. Yes. May it be said of, of me and of us that that not only do they have a desire to serve the Lord, but they have a will that serves the Lord. they walk in his presence and in his pleasure daily. And that each life is a pleasant melody in the world in which we live. Be with each one, Father. Bless each family and each home. Lead us perfectly into the will of Christ for our lives. Encourage when we need encouragement. Correct and teach when we need those things. But we welcome from your hand. The flesh does not welcome from your hand, but the spiritual man welcomes from your hand those things which we need which are craved by the inner man who knows Christ. Lead us in that way, Father, we pray in Jesus' name.